Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's going on, projectors? Welcome back to the show. Today we have Caleb on again for the Super Bowl preview. What's going on, Caleb? How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? Let's do it. Yeah, man. Um, I got uh, another podcast this week. Jared is finally making his return uh, this Friday, so that should be pretty sweet. I'm bummed you can't make it, but you uh, and uh, a friend are going out. We wish we could have you, but I can't wait to have the two of you on at the same time. But man, that should be exciting and fun to have Jared on and talk about you know sports again and uh, maybe some Super Bowl picks. We'll see the difference between yours and his and maybe some of your synopsis if we're going to get into the Super Bowl preview again. This is the second week in a row. So if you haven't listened to last week's, that was the Super Bowl preview one. Go listen to that one first, then catch on to this one. Caleb, as we draw near to Radio Row Week and we're, we're getting closer to the Super Bowl Sunday, um, what are you telling yourself here? Are you leaning Bengals or are you leaning Rams? Like, what is your raw thoughts on this? Yeah, I think I'm, I guess I'm definitely leaning Rams. I've been since the beginning, since the matchup was set. I've been leaning towards the Rams. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think that's where it's going to go. I think they're favorite too, so I'm not, yeah. not too surprising, I guess, that I'm not, leaning not, Rams. Not too surprising. I feel like the defense is probably the most glaring thing that we see and the offensive line issues of the Bengals where it's like, okay, I think that that might be where the game is at. That's exactly yeah. You kind of stole the words right out of my yeah. mouth. I was about to say yeah. I think, I think it's gonna that's gonna be the difference maker. It's just gonna be the um, the Rams defense, and I don't really know about the Bengals D. They're kind of. I seem like seems like they're just pretty average, honestly. Nothing pretty special. average, up and down. I sometimes they show up. I don't know I, if I can name many players on their defense, honestly. So they have a really maybe. good <laughs> DB that's playing against Cooper Cup. They're they're uh, defensive back there. Their corner. Um, I forget his name, but he's he's pretty decent. He's pretty good. So. I that's a, I actually think that that's a you know something we have to look out for early and quickly in the game if it's going to get away from them or not. But personally, personally, I, I I'm struggling with the idea of the Bengals winning this game just as you are. But I I do see a scenario if they keep it close and maybe they're the ones to score first or they find themselves in a similar situation. Maybe not as bad because I don't think that the the Rams would do something like the Chiefs and completely collapse just because that Rams defense is primed to win. And I feel like that they are much more mentally sound than the Buccaneers team was. And I mean, sorry, the Chiefs team was. And they're not going to collapse like that for Joe Burrow to get back into the game. I don't know if you feel similar to that. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I just like I was saying in the last pod, I just feel like the Rams were here before. They lost just a few years ago to the Patriots. And I just feel like this time around, they're not going to play around. Like, they're they're going to come out to win, and they're not going to let another one slip through their hands. Especially Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and those guys who were... Especially Sean McVay, were, yeah. And Sean McVay as well, exactly, yeah. who were there last time. And they have, you know, they have other guys who weren't there last time, but Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller. And I just think their defense is pretty stacked. And then, of course, Stafford, like who's been, everyone knows he's been a great quarterback, and now he has his time, his, you know, his time to shine. That 
it wasn't all on him. Why the yeah, <laughs> this is so bad for all these years. So. This is a legendary moment for him. Like if he can put this together and put up a good game in the Super Bowl and win, I think this is a really big moment for him in his career. I mean, this could be make or break for making the um, the Hall of Fame too. I mean, this yeah, is this is huge. Sure. This is huge for him. So, and I, I did. I this week I watched a um, like a documentary, but they had him on him and his wife and some of the stuff they've gone through while they were in Detroit. His wife had a, a brain tumor that they found a couple of years ago and the transition kind of happened right around when he got traded and things were like settling down. And it brought back, I, I remember seeing in the NFC Championship game after, uh, you know, beating the, the 49ers and it panned up to her and her and the family, the Stafford family and mm-hmm. how like she was cheering. And it kind of took on a different role for me after watching their like their little story about um, her having cancer and a brain tumor and her celebrating and just how, how they interacted with each other and how in, in love they seemed. It, you know, a little, little, little love story there. And it just was like it pull, pulled on the, the heartstrings. And I was like, man. And she's like, Matthew Stafford's such a likable guy. It's like, uh, wow. It's like it's hard. It, the only reservation I have is just L.A. And I, I've, I have listened to Radio Row this week and some of the local Boston sports uh, people who've gone out there. And they, they talk about the culture and the atmosphere out in L.A. where there's like no real home presence of like a, you know, a, of a, a Super Bowl team. Like it wouldn't be like if it was at like a big uh, like if it was in New England or if it was in a team that like Dallas, like they, you know, fans would be going crazy all week. It's like, you know, LA is just Hollywood and there's not really much to it. It doesn't feel like there's actually going to be a Super Bowl there this week. At least that's what they're reporting back to, you know, people, uh, when you're listening, that's what they're saying about it. So right. it's interesting this, this, this week so far. Yeah. I mean, the Rams, it's still kind of weird to me that they're in LA. Like to me, they're mm. still St. Louis Yeah, and I'm pretty sure like LA the pe- people who are who are from LA, their team are the Raiders or, or maybe Chargers. San Francisco, but but the Chargers, Forty Niners. I think I think mostly people from California. It's it's the Raiders and the um the Forty Niners. Yeah, and then yeah, some Chargers up in San Diego. They were they weren't even in LA either. But mm-hmm. like I have and I have a couple of friends who are from LA. And they're it's all Raiders over there. All Raiders and. Do you, Honestly, like, uh, do you think more San Francisco? So, do you think people from St. Louis are going to be rooting for them? I, I, I you know what? I got to get on some know. Reddit threads and find out because <laughs> that would be I, interesting. I mean, I feel like if my team left for another city and it wasn't their fault, but I'd still like was like, I don't know if I felt like the Patriots went to like you know upstate New York or like out down in New Jersey, like would I still be cheering or rooting for them? Maybe, maybe I would. St. Louis is kind of far and very different culture in LA, so yeah, for sure. I feel uh, like they would be part I part feel of opposite. <laughs> you feel opposite. You feel like you'd be yeah. like, no, like absolutely would, not. They would feel betrayed and just not root for them. That's yeah, how I, I would feel. I asked Jake because he was a huge San Diego Chargers fan, but he's still a Chargers fan in L.A. I mean, he lives he lives in the yeah. area, but I guess that's that's not that huge change close. though. Going from yeah. San Diego to L.A. But I guess like so. going from the Midwest, I guess San, that's St. a big yeah. <laughs> that's a big change. <laughs> that's a very LA. different culture. Yeah. Very different culture. All right. So we got the Super Bowl matchups. We're both leaning Rams. I think maybe if Joe Burrow can hang in there and keep it close, Bengals have a shot, of course. I don't think it's like a, a shoe in but the, the Rams look very promising to win the Super Bowl. Do you have an X factor that may be a player that might, or maybe on either side of the team, that's going to be that player that does. They're the person outside of QBs. That's the person that's going to either make a big play or, you know, have a big game 
stuff like that. Is there is there anyone we should be looking towards for, for this moment in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think on the Rams side of the wall, the player that comes to mind is Aaron Donald for me. Mm-hmm. I think he's he should he should just dominate that that spot right there with. You know, we've seen the Bengals' offensive line issues, especially against the Titans in that game. They gave up, like, nine sacks or something crazy. It was, might have been, like, a record number of sacks in the playoffs. And, you know, Aaron Donald is obviously the defensive player of the, what, the decade, the last 10 years. He's, yeah. like, the best defensive player there was. So, yeah, I think he's going to have a field day, and that would be my X factor for the Rams' side. Okay, what about the Bengals? The Bengals, I, don't know, I was thinking about this a little bit, and I don't know. I was gonna say Chase, but I feel like he might be, he might be getting the Jalen Ramsey treatment, and I don't know how that's gonna play out for him. Yeah, G- yep, yep. So I, I'm leaning more towards like Joe Mixon. I think they're probably gonna rely heavily on handing him the ball. The veteran, he's he's only like 24, 25, but he's the veteran player over there, with you know Chase and Higgins and Burrow all being super young. That. They'll probably just rely a little bit more on, on Joe Mixon in the run game, and that's probably I think they'll probably can have some success on the run. Honestly, yeah. I've seen a couple of games this year with the Rams. I think I think it was when they were playing in San Francisco earlier in the year, and the Niners just ran all over them, and they might you know they might look to to slow the game down and try to just keep keep the Rams' offense off the field. And just pound a rock with Joe Mixon, so I think he's probably the X factor on their side. Yeah, that's a good. That those are both good picks. Um, since I won't be redundant and say the same thing as you, I guess I'll go Cooper Cup on on the um, on the Rams side of the ball, just because. I mean, yet in the playoffs in this year, we've seen not many people be able to contain or hold him throughout an entire game, and he's always making huge plays and has a great connection with Matthew Stafford. So I feel like right. that's someone who can. You know the X factor of yeah, you, you can't stop him. You're not going to win this game because th- that connection's strong. So maybe that will be my X factor for for this one. I do right, love I, I love your pick in the Aaron Donald one though. When you said um, the the Bengals have a, a pretty good defensive back or mm-hmm. cornerback, yes. And I, I was thinking like, well, pretty good is not going to be no, good no, no. against Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with Cooper. It's like no one has been able to handle him all season, and that connection he has with Stafford is pretty pretty reliable right now and that's you know that's why i'm gonna go with him because it's like hey well stop him and maybe you have a chance i mean that's gonna be the x factor so uh yeah that's that's a good point too it's like he was gonna i don't even know the guy's name so is he that good but i i know that people who know the Bengals team i forget his name off the top of my head i'm not gonna look it up though but um i guess on the other side of the ball joe mixon was gonna be my choice if you didn't pick him because i i agree with you but if i have to go another way I'm going to go Higgins. And the reason why I'm going to go T Higgins is because if he can open up the field and make a distraction, that's the only way maybe Jalen Ramsey, you know, has to either help defense. They have to make some switches because Higgins is having a day and then Chase can be open more. And, you know, if Chase wins the battle, he does or he doesn't, maybe he's the X factor. But for me, it's Higgins because he's that next guy on the roster that should be, you know, making big plays on the offense outside of Joe Mixon with Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow might have to rely on him. He's a good wide receiver. He's young just as Jamar Chase is, and they're both going to have to step up in the moment in the Super Bowl, which I think can happen. I think a lot of people, you know, they're high on the Rams, but we just have to remember these are the two best teams that are in the NFL that have made it to the final. And in my opinion, I think that they are because, you know, they both played in very tough games and beat very good teams. 
and improve themselves to be there. I know the Bengals, a lot of people are like, oh, the Bengals are just lucky to be here. But I don't think there's any accidents, especially in the Super Bowl. Quarterbacks who are good in the league, they make Super Bowls and good teams make Super Bowls. So I think that's all encompassing in this scenario, in this situation. Not that everything's perfect, but, you know, at the end of the day, you beat the Chiefs and, you know, you beat the Titans and now you're in the Super Bowl. So I think that that's viable for this for this matchup. And I, I think that they have still a good chance. You're, I, ah, gosh, he does remind me of like that young Tom Brady where he's got that that uh, swagger about him and he doesn't really care and he's there to win. And I don't know, he's not like any other young QB in this that I've seen in a very long time where he's he's out for for winning and Stafford is he's going to be giving it all as well so it will be interesting to see how all this plays out I'm excited for it this is a I think this is one of the most excited Super Bowls I've ever been that wasn't a Patriots game in a long time I'm trying to remember the last one I was like super pumped about or a a Brady one oh yeah outside of a Brady a Brady Super Bowl (laughs) yeah I'll keep it there I try to think the year as much as I, at that time, I didn't appreciate Manning because I was all about Manning losing. I did love when the Panthers got blown out by the Broncos. That was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny just because I didn't understand that Panthers team and how it was so successful that year. And with they, you know, they had a good, good team. I'm trying to think, is there another, was there any other Super Bowl you were hyped about that wasn't? Outside the Patriots, or I mean, obviously you're a Titans fan, but is there any like what was the last Super Bowl you feel like you were this hyped about? Yeah, I'm trying to because Falcons, Falcons, Patriots, I was pretty hyped for. Rams, Rams, Patriots, I was hyped for. We didn't plan out like that didn't pan out. Eagles, Patriots, was insane. Both QBs threw for 500 yards in that Super Bowl. Brady and uh, Nick Foles, but I didn't expect that, so I wasn't hyped for that game. <laughs> I wasn't expecting right. that at all. Yeah, I'm trying to, I can't, outside of a, like, Patriots one, or Brady one, I should say. I just think it's such a great story this one. year. It's such a good story. The Joe Flacco one, I think some people, maybe from Baltimore, wanted Ray Lewis to win his final season in the Super Bowl, which I, I don't know, maybe that was, but I, I hate the Ravens, so that didn't, that didn't irk me the right way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you too, man. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that team. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk a little bit about Tom Brady's retirement. He left uh, the door open a little bit here. Not even a week into retirement, he's already making statements and comments on the podcast, and it sounded very pre-scripted. But the same dude, he did it with a couple weeks ago, um, pre and prior to, sorry, a post, pre and post of. The, his final game, um, to ask him a question pretty much about, you know, retirement and do you see yourself ever coming out of it if the situation's correct? And he's, he's, his exact quote was this, you know, I'm just going to take things as they come, Brady said. I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think anything, you know, you'd never say never. And it's like, Brady, it's only been a week and you're already talking about retirement. I just feel like this is not even real, to be honest. This is what Brett Favre did a few times, and he just thought that guy was always going to come back. It's tough. I don't know. I remember not being able to stand that Brett Favre did this. I I get it. Like, I'd love to watch Brady play again, but at the same time, it's like I kind of like the like 
love the finality of a retirement. What are your thoughts on this, Caleb? And should we think into this or is he done for sure? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it just brings back memories of Brett Favre to me as well. And the fact that he kept coming back and it kind of became a joke at the end where it was like, dude, just like, just quit. You're done. Like, yeah, <laughs> just hang it up. Like you, you did, you're a Hall of Famer. You did everything you could. Now it's like your time has passed. And like, I'm, I hope that doesn't turn out to be the same way for Brady, but I don't know. I guess for these guys, it's probably so tough to actually retire and hang it up and then never, because they're never going to be able to play again after they actually retire. Yeah. And I can't, I like, I don't blame Brett Favre for doing it. I just, the memory of just like being a running joke that like, oh, Brett Favre is going to come back or him being like a super old man still playing for the Jets or some random team. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, if like the right situation presents itself, maybe he'll maybe he'll actually come back. Like if there's an injury with some contender, like halfway through the season or something, um, that he'll, that he may may do it. And I'm sure he'll be in shape and all that. That probably won't be an issue. But yeah, I feel like he's not gonna stop his regiments anytime soon. And I feel like that's gonna be another thing that leaks next. It's like Tom Brady's seen. Uh, doing his off-season workouts as normal in Montana, and it's like, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's uh, throwing the ball to Julian Edelman. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. But I could, yeah, I heard on the radio them talking about a scenario to the San Francisco 49ers because the 49ers feel like they have a team to win right now. I mean, they almost are, I would say, a QB away from making a Super Bowl, and Kyle Shanahan and that that office is, you know, they're always trying to win. They're always trying to be in it. And, you know, it, it, it's where Brady was from, you know, the t- childhood team he loved. I really, that's the only team I could see him being like, all right, I'll start over again with the third team. Because a, a lot of people don't understand how hard and difficult that is, you know? Like, it's not an easy task to, like, go to another organization for a third time, learn everyone around there, all that kind of stuff. But if Brady was to sacrifice and do it one more time, it would be for his hometown team. And what a perfect situation with a roster that's ready to go and Debo Samuel and a lot of other pieces in place on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I'm just saying, putting it out there, you could trade, do a little Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady trade. Maybe I heard that you can also trade a player even if they're retired and their retirement rights. I don't know if you know that, but I found that out today when I was listening hmm. to a, uh, a podcast. So you can be traded while you're retired so you have the rights to Brady's contract which is pretty crazy. So that situation could happen if the Buccaneers wanted to do him a favor. But if they don't, then they don't. I, yeah, I guess the Niners would make the most sense. It would. If the, it did happen, I feel like, hometown. Yeah, yeah, hometown. But if he goes to, like, a random team, like, I don't know, like the – oh, this is going to sound so weird, but the Washington <laughs> Commanders. The Washington Commanders, that. the Carolina Panthers <laughs> – the Saints, yeah. like, it would just be the weird. The Saints, that's yeah. just going to be really weird. I, I, I want to throw sit, up. That yeah. won't sit right with me, I guess. It's like when Brett Favre went to the Minnesota Vikings. It was like, oh, cool, like, he's sticking it to the Packers and he's going to go play for their arch rival. And what a great story. And then he's like, I'm going to come out and play for the Jets now. And it's like, oh, then, God. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, man, what? what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No. Oh, yeah, wild. Absolutely crazy. So, I mean, these are potential scenarios that could happen. I hope he just stays retired and ends it. Like, there's nothing more you have to do. But if you did come out and play, I wouldn't be too mad one more time. But I think this is – I think it's it. I think he 
maybe once he settles down and he's not in that mode anymore, maybe he'll find him. So maybe opportunities will get thrown at him. Maybe something else will catch his attention and he'll be distracted and not want to, you know, come back to football. But, right. but being a commander and in a, uh, a position for that long as like the leader of a QB of a football team, I'm sure it's going to be hard to put down. It's probably going to be hard for him to let go of all that stuff in front of him. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Type A personality, this those headstrong athletes. He's always trying to find a way to prove himself. So maybe football is still in it for him. But I think it's the end. They should he should just lay it up and just be done. But you know, what can you do? All all you can do is hope that he doesn't screw this up. Um I I, I pretty much think other than a matchup, what is it, the if a little Premier League news, Burnley tied Manchester United towards the end of the game one one. If we talk a little prem, I thought it was hilarious. I love watching Manchester United suffer. I do not like watching Cristiano Ronaldo suffer only just because I I feel like he was going there to help them, and I don't think he thought that through. I, it's the only place I could have seen him go to is United, but they continue to struggle in performance. And I just look at that roster, and I'm like, how are they not good? I just don't understand it. Between Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, you know, Cavani, and Jaden Sancho to – Cristiano Ronaldo, how how Vereen, Harry Maguire, how are they not good? Harry Maguire still yet like he got burned on the play. I watched the highlights of the Burnley Man, Manchester United game, and he was the player who got burned on the the goal that Burnley scored, and it definitely should not have been a, a goal. And to lose to the last place team in the Premier League is just disgraceful at this point. And that organization is in shambles. I feel like I'm talking about them every week because they just they cease to amaze me. Um, <laughs> they, they really do, but Liverpool, uh, well, I guess we could talk about the Africa cup since, you know, no one ever knows about it or talks about it, but they actually advertised it and put YouTube highlights on it. I ate that up. Like it was breakfast, man. I don't know if you watch any of the highlights of that stuff, but they had, we had Egypt versus Senegal, Mane versus, um, Mohamed Salah in the final of Liverpool. That, that was pretty cool. Even though they missed a bunch of games for Liverpool, I still think Liverpool has done a decent job and they haven't lost any Premier League games since they've been gone. I know that was a concern of yours. You did talk about that, Caleb. You were concerned that they might drop a few games and they, they, they've been fine. They've been fine. They've been hanging in there. They haven't lost anything. They did well in the FA Cup and the Caribou Cup while they were gone. So I'm pretty excited. I think that was a, a huge plus that there was a bunch of cup games and there was less Premier League games. And so they won their Prem games while they were gone and now they can kind of chill. But Mane came out on top. I don't know if you watched the game, but it went to PKs. It was pretty... Mane scored the game winning PK. So that was pretty sweet. I, I enjoyed that. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was definitely concerned about uh, Liverpool losing basically their best two players for the whole month. And they just happened to both go to the finals, which is hilarious. Yeah, which made it longer so for us like, to wait. Yeah, longer <laughs> for you guys to wait to get them back. But yeah, I guess um, I didn't really watch much of the African Cup of Nations. Just didn't have, just didn't have, the have time, time to yeah. watch it. But. I watched mostly the highlights and kept up with it. But it was cool that it was finally advertised like, and you could actually watch it if you wanted to. I mean, I don't think we've seen the cup really advertised too well over the years and it's become a little bit of a bigger program I guess at this point it's probably the biggest year ever having it be on tv and games were actually recorded and um I thought it was kind of cool it was was it Cameroon right that's where it was hosted this year so good for the Africa cup they put out a good product especially the final intense PK shootout at the end Salah didn't even get to shoot a PK because Mane ended it so 
<laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking at like who took the PKs. And I didn't see Salah on there. Yeah, so. he didn't even he get a probably, chance. Yeah, he didn't get a shot. I think he that. was the fifth kicker, but they gotcha. missed too many early on, so um, he was in the fifth spot. But whatever, I'm I'm so happy. Mane deserves it. He's a great guy. He ended up. He was a. He had to go to a hospital. I heard this story the other day. On his way back, he got stopped or something on his trip, and he had to go to a hospital. He had to get something looked at. I forget what it was. Anyway, there was a, a family there who had a, a condition with one of their their children, and he ended up going to pay for the entire surgery or procedure that was like a life threatening condition. I just love Mane. What a what a great guy. What a great person. But. Uh, Caleb, I think this is all we have for this week. I mean, I think this wraps it up because we, this Super Bowl preview, Caleb and I made our picks. Uh, is it official you're picking the Rams to win the Super Bowl? Can yes, we say that? Definitely. Okay. Yes. I'm going to pick the Rams as well. I, I want to pick you, Joey Burrow, but you have years to go. And I think that defense is going to be a little bit too overwhelming. And your offensive line sucks. And I just don't think you can do it. So that's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> is the LA Rams too? I, I wish I could go against Caleb on this, but I don't trust that offensive line after what I saw in the first half against the Chiefs defense, which I don't even think is that good, and where I think exponentially amount um, that the defensive line of the Rams is absolutely uh, amazing. So any final thoughts, Caleb? No, I'm looking forward to not really just, I guess, just watching the game and just enjoying it and not being stressed out about who's, who's going to win. win. Yeah. I don't care that much. I guess. Yeah. Stafford and Burrow. Hope for the best for both of them. But hey, man, I'll be rooting for the Bengals. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but thanks for listening to the show, guys. We'll all be having another episode this week. I like I started uh, the podcast with Jared's coming on the show. Uh, Jared for my Boss Sports podcast days back in the day. Um, some of you may know him, some of you may not, but he's he's very intuitive with football. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl, maybe some other topics, maybe a little bit of NBA. So um, thanks, guys. Take care.